And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is time for the world's greatest MMA podcast. We talk about combat sports. We are the weighing in show with my man, the real punk, Josh Thompson. And me, John McCarthy, to here to talk about what's going on in the world of MMA. And fights are coming our way now. Hello. Finally, shit. Finally. I'm tired of just talking to you. The best thing <laughs> you can do. Out. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny, though, because we talk between shows as well. And I'm <laughs> like, man, I talk to you, Miss McCarthy, Podcast Dave, all the time. <laughs> Swear. It's like having a side chick, but just more. We're the only people that will talk to you. That's why you keep calling <laughs> back. Very- it's very true. This is very true. Oh, man. Well, we have a great show, and just I'm pumped for all of this, man. And um, this fight coming up this weekend, we've been I've been chomping at the bit since December. Actually, before that, as soon as this fight was announced, you and I were talking about it. But since December, when we got done with the last show of the year, I was like, man, when is when are the fight's going to come back? And thank God it's this fight, this main event. This is the fight that we've been waiting for. I can't imagine it being a shitty fight. I can't imagine it being a snooze fest. Now, obviously when people say that it ends up fucking up, but I know you slept rocket fingers, fingers <laughs> crossed, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> fingers crossed. I cannot wait to watch this damn fight. Calvin Cater versus Giga Chikante. John, I can't tell you. I don't even know how this fight could potentially go. Everyone keeps telling me that Giga is going to drop into the body with with kicks and it's going to be over. It's going to be this and that. I'm like, but the, the tightness of Calvin Cater's boxing, the speed of getting in and getting out, and the ability for him to go ahead and wrestle just a tiny bit, I think will make things interesting. I think it'll make it interesting. I, I do think that Calvin is not just a boxer. He is a guy that he's got the full, complete MMA game. He can take the fight to the ground, and he needs to absolutely use all of those skill sets You know, throughout. The, the transitions are going to be what's going to get him the win. If he decides to get into a striking battle with Giga, probably not the best idea and it's not the, the road to victory for him the more that he can make this a complete mma fight that's where his experience as a fighter is going to shine over what giga does so it'll be interesting but before that we have got someone very special that we're going to have on our show an interview with the man the guy who has done it no one else can claim the things that he can claim olympic gold medalist UFC flyweight, bantamweight champion. We got Henry Cejudo. And so that is our interview for our Wednesday. All right. It is my absolute honor and pleasure to bring in our guest for the evening, a guy that needs no introduction. We're talking about Olympic gold medalist, UFC flyweight champion, UFC bantamweight champion. That's right. We're talking about Triple C, the man, the myth, the legend, Henry Sahudo, what is up? The messenger, baby. What's happening? What's up, Big John? What's up, Josh? Just uh, living the dream, man. What do you guys think of my? What do you guys think of all that gold back here? Looking like started? you got a couple of uh, trinkets, man. <laughs> Just like you said, man. You ain't nothing but a gold digger. Collecting <laughs> I love shit. It. I love it, man. Bro, I was getting blinded when you turned the light on. It started shining back. I was like, all right, man, you, now you're just, you just showing off. That's what you're doing. Right, that's, the, that's the real bling bling. Oh, that's nice, man. <laughs> hey, um, 
how did this whole triple C thing get started? What what was the what was was it just you just sitting around going, you know what, I'm gonna call myself this, or someone come up with it because you know you got the triple no, C? No, no, no. It it, be, it was became triple C, but then it started kind of becoming cringe. I mean, I gotta kinda of holler back in. <laughs> but I, honestly honestly, it all started when I uh when the whole TJ st- when I was in the fight TJ for the second time. You know, I knew that the flywood division was on the line, you know, and uh Chell's always picked on me about being uh you know, be charismatic, man. Like, you know, you, you know, be a salesman or whatnot. He's always kind of, he's always been that guy. And I finally took him up on it once I beat Demetrius because they're trying to get rid of the flyweight division. So that's kind of yeah. how I started. So I wanted, so that's why I came out with the snake. I pulled the snake out of the, out of the bag and I whipped it down. Yeah. And then they started calling me the king of cringe. And I was like, dude, this is actually kind of cool. Man. <laughs> Did you feel any pressure though? Like to, to like, to perform now after all those type of things because you know like for a lot of people they're like i don't want to talk shit because like if i don't perform well then it become you become the heel kind of position you know what i mean yeah you, you gotta have fun with it bro like if you don't have fun with this like I, I i at the end of the day dude i'm a i'm a killer bro i'm a calculated killer man like i know that the psychology too man like i'm, I'm betting my money on me yeah and i'm taking and i'm taking every edge that i could get so i i don't think i'd ever go back to humble henry because it's <laughs> it, it's funner it's funner this way it yeah. really is, man. It sounds a little cynical, but uh, it, it 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 helps drive me and push me because I know everybody wants to see my ass get knocked out. Not everybody. Oh, not, no, everybody not everybody, man. Not, not everybody, everybody I, man. I, I happen to enjoy the, the little majority, bit of theatrics the ma- that you're putting into that. And oh, okay. The, the, okay. The, the, you know, the part is this. It's no di- <laughs> and it's no different than Chael. When you know Chael <laughs> yeah. or you know you – you know, man, he's a good guy, man. We're talking about he's com- completely different than what the the persona is and what people are, no. are taking there. And I know, but it's the truth. I can't, yeah. I, can't, I, can't I can't break character, guys. You cannot this, deny. This is, this is too much. <laughs> when you, yeah, what it is is when you know when you know it's just just a stick, and you realize, like he was saying, like how nice you guys are, how good you guys are, and like to be around is. Just your presence around, you know, and we, we were hanging yeah. out in Arizona last time. It's just nice yeah. to be around, just talking, chop, talking shop. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it's great, man. So yeah. when people get to know the real you, they'll be like, man, this ain't like the guy on TV. <laughs> this ain't this guy. What is this? This guy's cool as hell. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm like that little kid that likes to play with fire and just gets burned just to feel the burn. Like. <laughs> your, pro- your problem is once you get burned, you go. Let me try that again. Yeah, I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. Let's do it again. All right, All right wait, let's it. get. Let, go ahead, let's, John. Let's talk about this. And you put you, you threw your hat in the ring. All right, you hat. retired when you beat Dominic Cruz. You defended that bantamweight title, and you said, "I'm done." You went. You've gotten married. You have a daughter. Congratulations on your life and what you're doing. You're doing great yeah. things with your podcast. You've got a gym that is hot. But you threw your hat in the ring saying, man, Max Holloway just dropped out. Dana White, give me a call. You got my number. What's going on? When is it that we're going to see you back in that cage? As soon as I start seeing some zeros behind that check. <laughs> you know, in reality, man, this is the thing, guys. I'm happy with my career. If I ever come back or don't come back, like I'm, I'm, su- I'm more than satisfied, man, because I've done something that, you know, if, if it ever gets broken, which you know somebody somebody will, anyways, I'm satisfied with my career. I think I think the money's got to be worth my legacy now. But yeah. at the at the same time, I do like that Volkanovski fight because he's short, bro. <laughs> he's short, and 
my speed is going to be a huge problem for him. My my, dis, my distance game, my wrestling. I, I bet my money on my wrestling, man. You know what I mean? Like I used mm-hmm. it when I had to beat Demetrius. I used it when, uh, you know, <laughs> whenever I'm in trouble, dude, if I'm not yeah. hurt. The, the thing is, I, I said the same thing last week. Uh, people were criticizing me for it, but I said, like I said, the speed's going to be a factor because but the thing is, the speed to get in and out. He's got a long reach, believe it or not. Even though he's short, I want to say he's got a 71 or 72-inch reach for such a small guy. I mean, that's a pretty big reach for someone who's, who's I think, only 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah, but, 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 check, but, but, check this, but check this out, Josh. Once you recognize different, uh, distance, bro, none of that mm-hmm. stuff matters, man. The distance is what gives you the timing. I even I swear to you I love that Holloway fight for me too. Yeah, yeah. I see the I see the Holloway fight being a lot better. Yeah, in terms of that. But I'm saying with him, yeah, I agree with you. The length and the reach. If he extends it all, the the your speed on getting in the takedowns. Yeah, is there I, all day. Yeah, because I think people underestimate size, and yeah, size does matter, man. But when you when when you're technically sound and technically sound, and you have strong bases. I don't know. I, I think that's the biggest thing that I think that Volkanovski just sees, sees me as a, you know, a, a, a small dude. And he's right. But just the, the, the level competitor that I am, dude, I don't, I don't think, I, I, wish, I wish he sees that a little bit more. Because then he, then, then he would probably accept my challenge. You know what I'm saying? I think the people that are counting you out haven't gone back and watched the Marlon Marais fight. And been like, hey, you made the in-between round adjustments and came out and just dominated the rest of the fight after like that. That first round, it was it was a tough first round. But then after that, like even towards the end of the first round, it was like boom, started figuring it out, started figuring it out, and just started taking it away. Yeah. I, people, I think people that are underestimating you haven't went back and truly watched that fight. Yeah, yeah. Hard fights like that. And then, and then I've had fights where with 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 uh with Dominic Cruz and uh I'm able to just to break them down and chip them away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, that fight with Dominic Cruz. Let's, let's talk about it. Dominic made some comment. He he felt that it was stopped early. I did not. I thought he was in trouble. You'd hurt him bad, and you know yeah. it happens. This it is was, what happens was, to the fight. It game. was. I think it was thirteen or eleven unanswered calls, all with the same hand. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Yeah. If I'm able to hit you 13, 11, 13 times with the same hand, dude. And you know what happens too, John is like, and you've probably witnessed this a lot as a as a as a referee. Is you wake him up? Oh yeah. yes! If you watch him, his 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 body went limp and boom, go again. You wake him up. And they're like, you know, what I mean, for that quick second. They was the it, one, honestly, it was one of the things you know because boxing is definitely different than MMA. But you know, when when MMA was first coming up, and I, I witnessed a guy get knocked out, I go into stop and he gets hit and he comes right back. And I went to the the ringside physicians and I said, "Let me ask you a question: Is it possible?" And they go, "No." I go, I'm telling you I'm seeing it, right? And they go, no, no, no. It would just make it worse. But it's one of the things that, you know, we learned, yes, you can. You know, those those yeah. neurons get pulled apart, and they, they're not all of a sudden. They can get popped yeah. back in place and start firing right away. And so it definitely yeah. happens all the time. That's why sometimes you watch guys and you go, you could have ended that fight if you stopped hitting him because <laughs> he popped back before that referee stepped in there. That's gold, John. That is freaking gold. You're people. People. people I, I think that's some. That's something that's made me very successful too. Is like I know how to. I know how to finish the race, bro. Like I know if I exert my power, dude, my my later rounds are gonna suffer. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's there's like there's like a threshold, and when you understand that threshold in fighting, dude, that's what makes that's what makes that's what makes you dangerous, dude. Volkanovski actually has that. 
Yes, he, he does. He understands how to how to reserve his tank and stay on you. You know what I'm saying? With with not with not giving you free space or free air. Is that is that the only fight that really motivates you to come back? That Volkanovs or the 145 pounds, so you could be the quad C. I mean, is that it? Or are yeah, you looking that, yeah, at potentially it. even like a Peter Yan, uh, Piotr Jan fight? Yeah, no, that's it. I, I think Peter's good, man. I think Peter is freaking tough, dude. I will say that the dude is a killer, but he doesn't scare me, dude. Because if, San, if somebody like Sanhagen is able to take him down, if I get to his legs, man, I'm finishing. I can, yeah. I can, I can, I can beat that fight for five rounds, dude, like that. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be boring as hell, but I will. I, I, but I will get that W. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's at the end of the day, it's about winning. Because you look at guys, the the, the guy that's really only kind of really beat him, legitly beat him, was Magomed Magomedov at 135 when he fought him. Was it ACB at the time or uh, yeah, ACA? ACB. ACB. And what he did was he out-wrestled him. He just kept wrestling and wrestling and yep. wrestling him. So if you yeah. put the level of wrestling, obviously we're going to uh, lean lean a lot towards you just getting yeah. takedown after takedown yeah. if you need yeah. to. I, I would make him fight. I would make him fight that B side, but I mean that fight interests me. But I, I, I I'm out to that paycheck, dude. Yeah. The more I, it, it benefits me that the more these guys continue to keep winning. Does it bother you knowing that with everything you've done, the titles that you've won, all this stuff, that guys that just because they're in a higher weight class, they tend to make more money than you? Nobody's really making money though, Big John. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's some that are. <laughs> yeah, like for for what what the fighters deserve in the UFC, man. There's like, you know what I'm saying? Like Conor McGregor, he's making money. Yep, and that's about it. Yeah, you know, a million dollars is not a lot of money, man. Well, what do you think is going to get it done, though? Like I've I've said, look now, Henry, I've said this forever. Is that the fact is is that. <clears throat> I, I think everyone would love to see a union, but the problem is though you can't get fighters to join together long enough for a union to happen. And if you do, then you're going to end up with something like where you have I don't want to call them scabs, but you have the lower level fighters stepping in and and the the gravy train of the <laughs> UFC basically to pump them up, basically yeah. to make them sound like they're superstars. That's really what it comes down to. I mean, the one thing the UFC does very well is they promote their fighters, they make them stars. And so they can take anybody from any organization Whoa. and eventually. No, yeah, I mean they promote the UFC if you really think about it. But we yeah. we are the UFC, the fighters, but they control the UFC. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I don't. You know, I, to me, it's like I believe everybody should probably be treated different too, man. In that sense, like if you know, if if you go out of your way to the antics, the shit that I'm doing, like come on, dude. My pay, my pay per views. I know my. I know. I know. I'm gonna be a pay per view draw. I like. I mean, if you if you want to base it like that, the last fight was, uh, I think it was close to nine hundred thousand. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. More people were talking about my fight with Dominic Cruz than they were actually Gaethje and uh, and uh, Tony Ferguson. Mm. And this this was a stats that MMA Junkie had done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you got to remember in the pay per view market right now, nine hundred thousand is like that's money, money right there. I mean, like they're barely breaking, you know, five hundred right now, barely yeah. if they're able to get there. <clears throat> Anyways, man, that, I mean that's that's the peak alpha in the room. But I think you know, I, I this is the thing, bros. I respect Dana. Mm -hmm. Like I, I really do respect him as a boss. You know, he, he's cool, man. He's cool with a lot of the friends that are cool with me. So if you're cool with me, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but I, I think everybody, I think everybody is uh, has to go out and get it too. You know what I mean? So yeah, what's John, it what's it gonna take for you for Dana? To, what does Dana need to do? Get you back 
and get you doing what you do best. I'm after I'm after the cheddar, bro. I want. The I know best. you're after the cheddar. So how much cheddar do you want? <laughs> no, that, that, I'm asking. That's... I'm gonna go call Dana after the show and say, "Dude, come on." <laughs> yeah, no, no, that, that that's that's between me. That's between me and the boss. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I I, I don't want to throw those numbers public because I, I, I like I said I respect yeah. Dana. On top of all this, I just I want think... I I just want a piece of the pie, dude. And if I... and if people want to kind of have it like that, they don't get together. That's all good. The strategy changes, man. Like we got to go out and also sell it too i also think that you're handling you're approaching this the right way is that business is business friendship is friendship you know with dana you guys seem like have a good a good working relationship and that's the way it should be yeah and if it yeah. gets done it gets done if it doesn't hey that's that's the way business is handled now that's i yeah. think you're handling it very smartly and uh you know i would love to obviously i'm you gonna wanna... be a little selfish because i want to see you back in there so yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna lean that yeah, way yeah but it's it's man it's different it's different josh because when you literally have done everything you've ever set out to do I, I like leaving that purity mess on top. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, if I, I came back to the I, I came back to the 2012 Olympics to make the Olympic team. My heart wasn't in it, bro. Yeah. And I ended up not making the team. I no longer kind of I wanted to leave like king, bro. Mm -hmm. You know, in the sport of wrestling, bro. You, know, you, a, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I coming back for the wrong reasons, bro. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm but gonna I'm gonna oh, go ahead, John. You've you've got a, a gym in Arizona, fight ready. It's been doing fantastic. The guys out of the gym have been doing incredible. You got great coaches like Eddie Chow there. Your brother, Angel, is one of the coaches. You have a new uh, student, I guess, or new fighter out of the gym, some guy named Jones. I don't know who he is really. but uh, John Jones. Another yeah. guy he's, he's who is kind of holding himself out <laughs> of the fight game based upon he wants to make more money too. Yeah. Yeah, John is. I tell you what, man, that that dude is a gifted as human, bro. <laughs> Jesus, man, like as a fighter, you know what I mean? Like as a fighter, it's, it's just like, man, this dude has natural ability. Just like, man, I ain't. I'm a lightweight, and I ain't see that. <laughs> I ain't even see that kick he just threw. And you're a heavyweight. <laughs> yeah. It's it's, cr it's crazy to think, right? Because you take someone from the 205 pound division from the light heavyweight division. And you see the amount of success he could have at heavyweight with his with his athleticism. I mean, the things that I've heard from Jackson Wink and people talking about how good he was in the gym and how fun he was to work with, how how uh, how much knowledge he shared with everyone else, and then DC having fought him, you know, several times, just to see the things that he's been able to do. I mean, tell us, like, are we going to see him in this year potentially? You you think you think we're going to end up seeing him because he seems like yeah. he's training like he's back on no, track. Of, of course, man. John's a competitor, bro. John wants to he wants to put on a stamp on top of the stamp, bro. He's already the goat, bro. You know what I mean? And and the sport of mixed martial arts, dude. There's nobody. I think the second person that comes behind him is Demetrius Johnson, just mm -hmm. based on his title defenses and the thing that he yeah. was able to mix MMA. You know, before getting knocked out, before losing to me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Anderson Silva, like these dudes. But man, Jones is in a he's in a mound of his own, bro. Yeah, but you know, I don't think anyone can deny the fact that he is one of the most talented fighters. I think, if not the most talented fighter, to ever stepped foot in the cage. Um, the likeliness though of him fighting, you know, straight for the title. Do you see that happening, or do you think they're gonna have they're gonna want him to fight one fight and then fight for the title? Oh, well, of course. I think we got to see if Sir if if Gon can uh, if he can outwit Francis Ngannou. You know what I'm saying? Get him tired. You know, if he's able to. If he, I think I think either one's a, a great matchup for John. I, th I think I think everybody's a matchup for John. John, I mean it because of his wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, and he knows how to win, bro. Like something about John, bro. Like, yeah, he's had close fights, 
but he won all those close fights. Yeah. If you really deep down look at all of us, like, there's no way people think he lost a good stops in the first fight. Or, like, there's just no way, bro, as a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways. Oh, no, I've heard a lot of people thought that he lost to Gustafsson in the first fight. I, I thought he lost the first fight. See, I there you go. So. There's yeah, a dummy I right there. But then again, I, I, I've, I've argued I was, too long. As a guy I, I was who was standing live, in there, I go, I was uh -oh. live in the arena. I was live in the arena. I never went back and watched it again, but I was live in arena, and I, I had that. Yeah, you would, the, the crowd was the crowd was going crazy because yeah. they were seeing Gus. He was an underdog, yeah. and I was part of that. Yeah. Like, God, this is unbelievable. Yeah, I can't wait to happen you, you got to go back blue, and watch it. You got a blue-eyed angel and John Jones, dude, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So what is it like, though, to have, you know, because you had uh, Whaley Zhang that came, did some work with you. You've got John Jones, you know, coming to do some work with you. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you're going to have a lot more top talented fighters coming through yeah. the doors. Yuri's, just, you know. Yeah, Yuri's coming in uh, next uh, next month. Light heavyweight that's fighting yeah. Glover Teixeira. Yeah, yeah, Prochesky. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be coming out. He's, he's a he's a good guy. He's unusual, but man, he's unorthodox, but he's fun. Yeah, because I I think the biggest thing, man, is uh, Glover more like Glover's wrestling is dangerous, man. For MMA, he does a really he has probably some of the best takedowns in MMA right now as a jiu-jitsu uh, guy. You know what I mean? And when he gets on top, his his top pressure is pretty heavy, and guys have a yeah, hard time just yeah. getting him off. <clears throat> the heavier yeah, those guys at two hundred five heavyweights, they have a harder time getting him off. You know, with his type of hip pressure. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of things, man. Anticipate the takedown from him. You do get taken down. Kind of. You know, a lot of things on how to get up. Like, don't play that game with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I just think the reason why I, I've been able to kind of share my knowledge, man, after I've been uh, pretty much done, uh, John and and Josh. And I think people, I, I've been liking it, man. Like, I, I've been able to develop a system, actually, with my mentor and a, and a, and a team, team of us because we don't build a team. We're not, we're not part of a team. Like, we build a team around the athlete, but mm -hmm. legitimately, like, having, like, weekly meetings, you know, using science and hyperbaric pods, you know, uh, uh, th things of that nature, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Infrared lighting, uh, just dynamic training, all based, on, all based on science and numbers, bro. Let me ask you this about one of the things, and when I saw, I did your your first fight against Demetrius, and we know how that ended up, and and you got hit with a shot to the body that would have hurt anybody. Oh, yeah. It's oh, horrible. Man. Yeah, speaking about that, John. Oh. It's not, <laughs> you see, and you, you could tell people, all of your air went out. It was gone, because you could hear it go, <laughs> and you were going, Ugh. and I was like, oh, this is bad. No, but, you uh, you took me out of misery. I tell yeah. people all the time, I was like, hey, man, I was like, Big John McCarthy is the best rep ever because <laughs> if some a other asshole had left to go on, dude, he would he would have probably killed me. Uh, comes to that point, he can't do anything. But <laughs> Those you, body you, shots, man, they paralyze you, bro. They're horrible. Like, he, and he horrible. hit a bolt, and he hurt me with both of them, Big John. Like, yeah. both of them, dude, were like knives. Mm. It was like, ooh. But your training, you, you changed a little, some of the things up. And one of the guys, that you, one of the, you have Eric Albertine there, and you started training with the Pitbull brothers. What was it like training with Patricio? Because both oh, of man. you, in my opinion, you both changed once you guys started training together. Yeah, yeah. I, I, honestly, I think it was more of he changed because of his karate coach, and he started kind of understanding like the distance game, the composure stuff, but like position, positional fighting. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just like, man, this dude was—he he became a different fighter. So when I saw him fight against Benson Henderson. And he lost, even though he lost for you, was like, oh, no, this dude. Yeah, but he was winning. But he was winning the fight, dude, and he was sculling the dude. Yeah. And at that time, Benson Henderson was, 
man, just former champ. He had just lost his title, you know, went, went into Bellator. And uh, I just knew, so ever since I met up with him, so it's more of me, actually. I emulate his style, or at least his stance and his position. And I've been able to, now, you know, it becomes it becomes your own, you know what I mean? Because yep. then you add your flourish. Because notice, I kick, Patricio doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Patricio has his, his left hook, his heavy right. You know, I'm, I'm more tactical, dude. I'll surprise you with certain things. You know what I mean? Which is crazy because he, he kicks really well. He just doesn't throw it a lot. And then he also throws great combinations behind it all. I mean, have you, have you guys worked have you guys worked together s- several times or for camps on end? Yeah. 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 A, a lot of times we would, uh, the majority of the time we would actually work together and, uh, you know, feed off of each other. Yeah. Pat- Patricio, man, in my eyes, like uh, prior to him losing to AJ McKee, I thought he was pound for pound, dude. When when you look at him stylistically, like you take someone like him, you've trained with him a bunch, and I, if you match him up against someone like Volkanovski, from what you've seen, what yeah. do you think? I think Patricio. I think Patricio's distance, bro. Think about it, dude. The dude was able to knock out Michael Chandler, bro, up a weight. Yeah. With his distance recognition, his position, like Patricio's no slouch to takedown defense. Yeah. He his actually his takedowns. He took down Benson Henderson, bro, a couple times. Not even once, a couple times. People I underestimate I, I, everything about him. Yeah, I put my I put I put my money with Patricia with any of those dudes. Even though you know AJ did beat him, he did beat him. You know what I'm saying? Like if if yeah. anybody could beat AJ now, it is Patricio. Yeah, I, I think the likeliness of seeing that automatic rematch because of the the long standing like Patricio was the champ for so long, makes also sense. being the champ at 155, it makes yeah. sense. You know, when someone's shown that. That longevity and being the champion, you know, I know there's nothing but respect between the two of you guys. Um, I have a question, though, is when you started developing your relationship in terms of like with Eric Albertson and those guys, you've known Albertson for how long? Yeah, I've known him for about, poof, since I was about a 16-year-old kid, man. Oh, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You've had to put up with him that long? Eric was a guy that corrupted me, man. <laughs> <laughs> he he literally he, he literally helped me at one point. Uh, you know, he introduced me to my first girlfriend like ever. <laughs> literally. Uh, or he but, helped me or he helped me get her. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but what what is he people don't understand how great of a coach he is, and not just a coach, but how well he breaks down game planning and putting things together. He's a hype he's man too. To, you talk, he is a hype man, but I mean, talk to us about, you know, pretty much what yeah. he brings to the table for all of you guys. Yeah. Eric is, uh, Eric is, he, he really is an onion man. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's be- behind him, you know, uh, flaunting and flossing and doing this thing, like, you know, his, uh, his persona, he's a real smart dude, man. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And once you, he, well, it's people, cause a lot of people are like, oh, dude, should, this dude's just like, he's like hype man. Kind of like what you said. like. He's like, no, no, no. He's he's a coach when he needs to be a coach, and he's a hype man when he's a ha- when he has to be a hype man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's guys that you have to learn to they have to decipher, like you're running the shtick and then being who you really are. You know, but yeah. when you hang around with someone like Chael, we talk about Chael all the time. He has the shtick for his thing, but when you get around him at events, it's like you very rarely see him because he's in his hotel room just hanging out or you know grabbing food to go, whatever it is. And those those are people that just have separate lives from from what their what their shtick is. And yeah. so with him, he's he's just so ingrained. Every time but I it, see but, him, but his is a real life shtick. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not a shtick. Like what I'm, what I'm telling you, it's him. 
That's how he is. Uh, Without no, better saying, like he, yeah, he is, he's just a great guy. That's it. All right, you know, you've had a lot of great things happen recently. You recently got married. Congratulations. Yes. And you had your daughter. How has that changed you as a person, as a man, as a fighter, even though you haven't fought since you've become a dad? But do you are you in any any way? Is there anybody in this world you wouldn't punch in the face if they in any way did anything to your daughter? <laughs> oh, man. They could all get it. That's it. That was, that was the one thing I told everyone. When, I, my, when my first child was born, I said, as soon as he grabbed my finger, I said, that's it. Anyone touches him, I'm killing him. I don't yeah, care if they're four years old. Yeah, no, it's, it's beautiful, man. Like, I, I, grew, I grew up in a single-parent home. You know, so my mom was in, I was raised by my mom, dude, and my brothers and sisters. You know, I was, I'm the second youngest of seven. So just seeing like my baby cry and just the way she is, it's like, I feel like she changes like every day. You know, every, so, single, every single day, man, she's like, oh, man, that's, a, that's like a, a new baby. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is an actor. I don't know if you guys know who he is, but Ryan Reynolds is an actor. He's married. He's got a daughter now. He's like, oh, yeah. I used to look at my wife and think and tell people, man, if anyone ever touched her, got near her, or did anything, they would, he's like, I would just kill them. He's like, but then my daughter was born. He's like, and I look at my wife. He's like, if my Go wife ahead. touches her or looks at her the wrong way, I'm going to get her too. It's like, it's like your, your kids all of a sudden just come in and just take over. And it's like, even your wife before that was like, no, nah, I'm going to get her too. No, it's just, yeah. it's true, man. I would imagine yeah. it's true, brother. Um, yeah, I, want, I have another question though about um, how did your guys, how did your relationship with Mike Tyson start, and how you know you guys have a pretty successful show and stuff? But I'm saying like, how did that relationship develop uh, between the two of you? Yeah, um, it was I, I think right after I beat uh, TJ, and I think uh, uh, Mike had saw me beat Demetrius Johnson in uh, in LA. You know what I'm saying? So he was. He he was there when I when I beat Demetrius, and then he started his podcast. And then right after I beat TJ, man, he finally asked me to be on the show. And I was like, hell yeah, man! Meet somebody like a legend like Tyson. And then we just, you know, I've I've been smoking for about the last six years, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. Started to break all the hearts out there. <laughs> but I, uh, I I smoke I smoke about every day just to help me kind of just help me relax. I think I think it's super good for me, man. It's got to mellow me out, bro. I don't drink coffee. I don't, you know what I mean? I need something to really like sizzle me. Anyways, I, 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 I'm, I'm actually high right now. What were we talking about? <laughs> there you go. That's it. Uh, good thing you oh, put that doobie down just before. Yes. Oh, <laughs> what were we talking about? What were we talking He's about? He's like, what? I'm high right how, how, how did your podcast with Mike really oh, yeah. first start? So anyway, so we smoked, you know, we did mushrooms and then I ended up doing DMT with Mike. Like, Oh uh, my God, man. So I, so that, because he was in the, the toe, you know, we call the, the, the Sonoran toe, which is that the frog that hibernates 10, uh, 10 months out of the year, you know, they extract the venom and then you end up smoking it. Oh wow. So, so me and, uh, so me and Mike, Mike's always been, uh, he was, it, it, it's, it's a psychedelic, we, like they don't see, or we don't see it as, as like a freaking, like a heavy duty, you know, medicines, you know what I, Like, uh, I'm yeah. sorry. We see it as, we see it as a medicine, but we don't see it as a freaking, like a heroin, like what people yeah. kind of seem to make it out anyways. And ever since then, man, we, we just became friends, dude. you know? And, so and this is sure. something I would, someday I got to see it. I got to see Mike Tyson and Henry Cejudo <laughs> together smoking some toads, freaking <laughs> venom. 
yeah, it's it, it's a trip, man. It's uh, a trip. That's great, man. I'll be the guy Wait. taking notes. <laughs> Psychedelics, man. Psychedelics are, a, are it's a trip because you come out of a, a trip like that and you're not afraid of death, bro. Like you understand and you see death as a beauty now. Like it's a celebration. Like it's a trip, dude. Does it does it like does does it make you feel weird at all? Like John, he's a former LAPD. Like just <laughs> like people start talking about like does it does it? What about you, John? How do you feel when people start talking about it? Because you know, have changed. T- like back back in the day, right? Like marijuana was considered the gateway and this and that. Oh but yeah. Like now it's you know now it's all the science behind mushrooms First and up, all the science I- behind HD uh you know and, and weed and stuff. I have I I'm, I tell people all the time. Look, I never smoke marijuana. But it, I, it's not because I have anything against it. It's because I've had asthma my whole life, and I don't smoke anything. Yeah. I, I don't put anything in my lungs because I don't want any problems. But, you know, I've been, I've been on the cover of Cannabis Magazine. My wife has got lupus, and I, I believe in the uh, there is medicinal purposes for marijuana. I think it's great for inflammation. There's a lot of good things with everything. And so everything's got its purpose. And anytime you abuse anything, that's when I go, if you're abusing something— Probably not good, but if you're using it for certain things, and you know, I say it all the time. You know, there's guys like you know Nick Diaz and Nate. They smoke all the time, and it's good for them because it relaxes them. It makes them you know be able to handle some of the pressures that are out there that normally cause them to have you know anxiety and things. I don't have a problem with any of it. I just look at it and it's like I couldn't do it. You know, and it's like this whole thing. You know, he says you know. You're not afraid of death. I'm, I'm I'm not afraid of death. I haven't been since I was a young person because I realized at a certain point, I'm not worried about that. Why worry about something? And so in some ways, I think I've been smoking a, a, a toad's <laughs> venom on my own without really smoking. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, 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 no, for sure. And everything that you're telling me, <laughs> John, you will feel that like it, it 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 it's like it's crazy it's an it's an emotion that explains it to you bro and yeah and uh in every which way bro you know what i'm saying <laughs> all right man well i'm gonna get you out of here and uh give a little girl a kiss for us and a hug for us man and hey i want to wish you all the best and john you got anything else for for henry here the only thing i gotta say is hey best of luck with your uh gym and everything and you got some great people in there keep doing great things with all the fighters there and I hope to see you back sometime, but if you don't, doesn't matter. I'll buy you a beer, and I'll even watch you smoke some toad venom. Uh, heck yeah, man. Let's do it, man. Yeah, thank you guys so much, man. You guys stay tuned. Uh, uh, David Figueredo's fighting next weekend, and they're going to go out, and we're going we're gonna to do, do an assassination of the assassin baby. Ooh, uh, there it is. And then you have anything else coming up? Like what's, uh, you know, podcasts, shows, anything that you're doing, uh, you know, behind the scenes that you want to maybe launch out, let us everyone know? Yeah. You know, stay tuned for hot boxing too. I think we're, we're going to start, we're going to start that in February, okay. uh, with, with uncle Mike and, uh, that's it, man. It's just on the real estate hustle, man, the real estate game right now. I'm, 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 nice. I'm uh, I'm developing duplexes, six plexes. You know, pipping all over Phoenix, man. All you Californians came out here, you know, I'm about to make money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, brother. Hey, where where do uh, people find your uh, your hot box at? If you guys come uh, back in February, uh, yeah, stay tuned, man. Stay tuned because okay. you know what I mean. It's 
There's always surprises with Uncle Mike, dude. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> good, brother. Best of luck with the negotiations. If you're able to get something on, like I said, we're trying to be selfish. We want to see you back in the cage. And, brother, thanks, man. Talk to you soon. I, I, want, I want to, man. Just show me the money, Dana. <laughs> Anyways, Big John, pleasure, Later, man. Brother. Pleasure, brother. Josh, thank pleasure. you. You guys have thank a good you, night. Thanks. Well, welcome to 2022. We want to thank mybookie.ag for supporting us through all of 2021 and now rolling into 2022. Big John and I have been supported by them and they've been supporting a lot of people out there by making them money. And the way you make money with them is you go to their site at mybookie.ag. Use our promo code WAYNEIN. They give you a little extra spending cash with a QR code that's right there. And that QR code will take you, give you that extra cash. And if your first initial deposit can go up to $1,000, they give you a significant amount of money for that very first bet. And I'm telling you right now, you guys will not be disappointed. If you guys use us and our advice, we will help make you guys a lot of money. I'm just letting you know because we've been pretty good, John. We've been on a roll lately in helping people make money. When you go back and watch some of the fights that we've predicted, people have come back and been very happy. Read our comment sections in the mybookie.ag area there and use the promo code Wayne in. Okay, with all the stuff coming up, you've got the pro foot, uh, you got the NFL football uh, playoffs coming up. You got the NBA playoffs coming up as well. There's a lot of good things that are all coming around NHL hockey, but the fights for sure is our world. Boxing is going to have a big year this year, I believe. And I think that we're going to help you guys with that as well. So with all the stuff coming up, go to mybookie.ag, use that promo code Wayne in so we can help you make a little extra cash. All right, Josh. You got it. You, let's, let's just put it out there. I think my man was a little bit high, but he was funny and he's got, He's got the right attitude about everything. He's doing great things. His real estate business is really taken off. He's got a great gym with a lot of great fighters. You know, he's doing it all right. John, we've talked about this. I don't know how many times the outlook on life is easy to have when you've been as successful as he has been. Okay. There's nothing that he doesn't need to take anything personal. Nothing serious. This is that he knows the business. He's an Olympic gold medalist. Okay, he under he's already achieved that goal. Then he went on to become a 125 pound champ, the flyweight champ in the UFC. Then the 135 bantamweight champ. Now he's trying to get after the 145 pound title. UFC's not willing to get him to that level yet in terms of pay and what he's looking for. But the bottom line is, he's achieved everything he's ever set himself out to do. What is there not to be happy about? And just understanding where you at. And he said it from the beginning. If my career ended, which is pretty much it, seems like it's working that way. He's fine with it. And there's nothing to be ashamed. He has nothing to, to be ashamed about. No. Look at that. Thing. Everything he has done. Got a lot to be proud of. Done. Exactly. That's my point. Like this is this uh, I, I, this young man, because he is younger, younger, younger than, than us me, by a lot. But yeah, by a lot. But he's he's a phenomenal athlete. And if you ever get a chance to be around him, uh, he's, he's a phenomenal person. Yeah. He's a he's a fun, phenomenal person. Doesn't take much to heart. Just understands that like look, this is life and I, I, honestly, when I first met him training with him, he was real intense. You know, when he came to AK to see if we were going to come, come to AK to train before he started his MMA career, he was very intense. I'm like, this is young kids like pretty intense. He didn't end up coming to AK. So I never really developed a relationship with him. But when later on came, I saw him, you know, back, I saw him in the UFC and really putting on some, some big time fights and doing a really good job. I was like, man, this kid has developed so well. And he's just very, obviously very, very driven to be an Olympic gold medalist. But to see all the things he's achieved from that moment, that young kid that walked into AKA, you know, and was just driven and and focused on what he was, what his goals were and to where he is now, I'm just, 
Wow. It's it's impressive, John. I, I got to be honest. I'm just it's it's very impressive. Yeah. And, and I tried to bring it up in the interview and stuff. The real time when I saw the huge change in Henry Cejudo was when he started training with the Pitbull brothers. When he started actually being the sparring partner with Patricio, his whole game changed. The way he was able to control the fights, and that just made his wrestling even better. Even He wasn't using it at times. And that's what got him to you know that point where he became the champ, ends up becoming the double champ. I would hope, I would love to see him back. I would hope the UFC someday will say, yep, we're going to pay you that money. I don't know what it is. Try to kind of weasel it out of him. Didn't work. It was a weasel move. <laughs> yeah, but uh, hopefully, hopefully we see it. Yeah, You brought up a good point, though. Look, young fighters, you guys pay attention to what he did and what he talked about. Look, just because you're winning, and I always say this, and it's the, and I'm going to just basically go back on it right now. Winning solves everything. Yes, it does, and no, it doesn't. In this situation, he could be winning, but he had to develop that persona, the triple C, the cringe, all that stuff, before he started getting a lot of a lot more recognition. It wasn't good enough just to be a world-class fighter or a world-class Olympic gold medalist. So fighters in Bellator, fighters in, in one, in PFL, and in the UFC, if you guys are young and up and coming, learn from this. This is a very important situation. He took something from... Like he, he said, he learned a little bit from Patricio. He learned that new style of the wider stance, the kicks, the, the of utilizing his wrestling and his distance was very key. He took that a little bit from Patricio and he made that his. Okay. And he utilized that wrestling and he kicks a lot more than Patricio. He utilized that as well. Then he took the, the advice from Chael Sonnen. Use it, man. Use your stick. Make one up. Be what it is. Be cringe. Triple C. Whatever Embrace you want to call it. it embrace it have fun with it understand that that's not who you really are okay what you see outside of with other people that have done it they take that outside and that's where they try to be and it backfires he doesn't do that chael doesn't do it we've seen other guys do it that don't do it and they've been successful doing it if you're going to take anything from fighters take something like that from a henry cejudo who is taking a little bit of advice from top level people that have made had have been successful in what they're doing that's something you guys should try to do I just I like I've said it before winning solves everything but in certain situation sometimes it's just not enough and you've got to do a little bit more to get there and Henry he's done it man he's done it so tip my hat to him and all his his success and I hope to see him again absolutely hope to see him in there again uh, but look, we we started off the show. I started getting into it a little bit. You uh, did, you know, about the the Giga and, K- and uh, uh, the Giga and Cater fight. That's okay. But that's a fight you can get geeked about. I am. I'm a geek when it comes to this type of fight. So, like I said, the the boxing of of Cater, but like you said, is that he's a very well rounded MMA fighter, and he's gonna need to be to get the win against Giga. Now, Giga's made a very clear case that, hey, if I win this fight, I should have been the one that got the fight against Volkanovski. But, you know, obviously they've already made that match, which we'll talk about later. But he is, with a win over Calvin Cater and a dominant win, if he's able to do that, I think that puts him right into that conversation of getting that, maybe that next fight being Yair Rodriguez and then potentially right into a title shot. I could see that potentially happening if he gets a good and a dominant win. The last thing I'm going to say, John, maybe not the last thing, but I'm the last thing I'm going to say. That's definitely not the last thing you're be- going to say. Before, before I go ahead and say, John, take it away, is are we going to see the same Calvin Cater we saw before we, he fought Max Holloway? Are we going to see someone who is okay now? You don't know. Let's just be honest. You know, I, I think we are. I think we're going to see the same guy. I think he, he did the right thing. He did the smart thing. Uh, he listened to his coaches. He took time off. He healed himself up. 
He got rid of all of the you know damage that occurred in that fight, and he took a lot of damage. Now, does that mean that he's going to be the same fighter? We don't know. He doesn't know. His coaches don't know. Because until you step into that cage at real speed and fight someone who's trying to take your head off, you just don't know. So, you know, it could be that he's he's a little bit slower, and that's going to change things. That's going to change it up. And he'll have to either change his style a little bit, utilize the, the clinch work and the grappling a little bit more to make his striking more effective. But we're going to find out. But he's going against a just a stone-cold savage. This guy, is, Giga, is a killer on the feet, and it's it's his ability to bring in the kicks and the way he does it, and he'll hide his kicks behind his hands. He'll throw his hands. A guy will start to think that he's going to circle away from it, and all of a sudden he's getting a ball kick you know, to the solar plex. He's just always after you, and he's always trying to make you feel uncomfortable, and he's good with it. You know, he did it in the in the kickboxing game, and he's done it in an incredible way in MMA. And he's gone through some good fighters. You know, just take a look at the list of guys that he's gone through recently. You know, his last two, he was quick work of Cub Swanson and whatever anyone wants to say. I have nothing but respect for Cub Swanson. That dude's a veteran. He's a killer. This is a guy that's fought everybody. And then his win against Edson Barbosa. You know, I, I did like the fact he was trying to submit him at the end, but it's like, this dude, he's the real deal, man. And and he, you talk about confidence, you talk about believing in yourself. That is Giga. Yeah, the thing is, when I look at the Edson Barboza fight, he understood that Giga understood that Edson's, Edson's not going to try to take him down. Yeah. So he could just be himself on the feet, yep. and that makes it a lot easier for things to fly. Sure. If Calvin Cater is smart. He will try and work into some takedowns, not force himself so much to try and get them, but at least make make the threat there and also make him work in those positions of trying to stop the takedown or getting back up to his feet if he does get the takedown. Yeah. Calvin Cater, when you said that he may not be as fast, I I think he'll still have the same speed. But the thing is, the amount of damage he took in that last fight, he may be second-guessing himself when he lets things go. He may be flinching a little bit. He may Because this amount of time off, John, it, it starts to wear on you a little bit. You start thinking, like, second-guessing whether you're going to be able to go out there and just pull the trigger like you were. The fight speed is not the same in training as we've continued to say over the years of us working and doing this show together. So when it comes down to it, will Calvin Cater let things go when the moment arises or will he be that split second off in those first couple rounds, which by then the fight might be over? That's that's a question I want to see. And we're going to find that out right off the bat. I think within the first minute, minute and a half, we're going to find out if the Calvin Cater is going to come out with confidence, let it go, and understand that that last fight was not a fluke, but something that he can work through. Hey, yeah. I, you know what? I took my damage. I'm good. I understand what I did wrong. I went back and I reevaluated myself, and I'm, I'm here to fix it. But I, th that? I think taking the full year off, because it's, it's basically one year since that fight, taking the full year off, I think that was one of the smartest things that Calvin could have done. So we're going to find out. Oh, I'm pumped for that fight. Yeah, it's a good one. It is a good one. I'm pumped for that fight. <laughs> uh, what other what other fights are on that card? Oh, the, one, the person that I, you know, if you go to our weighing interjection, I talked about Caitlin Chikuyan and who I wanted to see her fight. She's got a tough fight against Jennifer Maya. That's a fight that, you know, Jennifer gave uh you know, Valentina, if you're going to look at anyone that gave Valentina at least some struggle and, and won around, it was Jennifer Maya. No one else has been doing it. So, you know, Jennifer, if she takes 
Chikugi into the ground, it's going to be a tough night for Caitlin. And if Caitlin can keep the fight in the stand-up, and you know she's just a volume striker, someone that really comes after you with a ton of different techniques, a ton of shots. You know, not not a whole ton of power behind it, but she just keeps on. You know, throwing those things with so much volume that eventually it wears someone down, wears them out, and she catches them with a clean shot. So we'll see if she can yeah. do that to Jennifer. Right, I'm going to go full homer on all you guys. Here we kids. go. I didn't see the, I didn't see this from before until right now, actually, because I don't know if, if he was already signed for this fight. It was Michael Pajaya versus Andre Fialo? Well, Fialo, Fialo just signed for that fight. Yes, that's what I thought. Yeah. I believe, who was he supposed to? Who was Pajaya supposed to fight oh, before? My God, I've already forgotten it. Um, it was a good fight, though. No, it was. It was, a, it was and, a, um, Oh, my God, I can't believe I, for, I forgot it. So, anyways, Lost Fialo it. is somebody who is, uh, he's training. Oh, AKA, it was Muslim. Um, uh, Sal- Salikov? I can't say it, but. Um, Jennifer, oh, yeah, Muslim Salikov. Yeah. yeah. Salikov, Muslim, okay, Muslim Salikov. Um, yeah, so then Andre Fialo, who's got big power in his hands. Okay, he's he's quick. He's got to make sure he's explosive. Let me just give you guys some advice on him. He does have a good double leg. He can wrestle. Not not all that great on the ground. He's got some, I'd say, blue he's belt. Good, he's maybe got good ground and pound. Yeah, he's got good ground and pound. He's got decent level jiu-jitsu. I'd say blue belt, purple belt level, you know, in terms of jiu-jitsu. Yeah. But he's got heavy hands. He's quick with his combinations. He's got a power double. He's taking rock hold down. I've seen him take DC down. And now, don't get me wrong. Like, this is training we're talking about. No, he, got, he took but DC down. Just yeah, say it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did. He did take it down. But it's just funny because, like, he's explosive. That's the thing about him. He's extremely explosive. Um, he's got good. Like I said, he's got good hands. This makes for a fun fight. The two of them got to get it. He's got to be very cautious though of Pahea in the first round. As the fight goes on, he's got to go ahead and start letting the combinations go, pick and choose his shot. He's got to move his head offline. There you go. Right That's what I was gonna say. He, Where he ended up, he was he was fighting in Bellator, and his first loss, I think, in Bellator was. Yeah. to Chidi Njikawani, and it yeah. was, man, his head was, and it, it didn't take long, head straight down the center, did not move, thought he was going to throw with power and got caught. So he just needs to yeah. take his time in this fight, realize it's okay if I lose the first round of this fight, let me take this guy into the later rounds, let me work with him, let me make him tired, and then just piece him up. So this is this is not an easy fight for Pejeda to come in you know, last minute against, he is fighting a real dude. Andre is good. Yep, and then I'm gonna play Homer one more time to my boy uh, Gabriel Benitez Mowgli. Uh, he's got to come out there and get it done, man. I'm I'm wishing him nothing but the best. I haven't seen him in probably like over a year now, but uh, just kind of keep in touch with him a little bit here and there. One of his head coaches, who was one of our head coaches, Javi, was at AK and he passed away uh, from cancer. We lost him, uh, I'd say, probably about eight months ago, and it's been a little bit of a hard transition for Mowgli. So that was kind of one of the, the biggest things with him. And, um, but you know, I'm wishing him nothing but the best man. So I'm just being Homer in there, but also giving him my love and supporting him. And hopefully he does well. He's going against TJ Brown, who had a great fight. It was a very close battle between him and Kai Kamaka, I believe in his last fight. Mm -hmm. So that was, uh, that's going to be a good one. Benitez does power, man. Benitez does kick like a mother though. He is the worst getting kicked to the body by him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the absolute worst and it's quick and it's snappy and it's disgusting. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, disgusting i can't think of another <laughs> i can't think of another word because he kicks to the body and then he also does a toe kick to the like to the solar plex so it's not really to the body it is to the body but it's like more of that's that 
that toe kick up into the gut. Yep. I think who else does that is uh, Machida. Machida does it very Giga well. Giga Chikaze yeah, does. Also. Does he? Yeah, oh, same thing, huh? Horrible. So, oh, man. Look, overall, this I think there's a couple great fights in here, but realistically, I don't give a crap. Take my money. If it was pay-per-view, I would love to watch this Giga and this uh, Cater fight. Yeah. If it was a pay-per-view, and, and even even if the rest of the card sucked, I would still probably be like, yo, take my money for that fight. That fight's <laughs> one of those fights, man. One of those fights. Um, all right. Let's uh, jump into some news. Well, what we have found out was... Henry Cejudo is not going to be fighting Volkanovski, which no, is very not. unfortunate. But you got Korean Zombie, what I, which I talked about last week, was I said I think the front runner because Volkanovski was the he was the only one that Volkanovski commented on was you know what that makes sense. Yep. And every critic came out, every fighter that was trying to get at Volkanovski said, "Oh, he just wants the easy fight. <laughs> so, not an easy fight." It's not, John, but it kind of is stylistically for Volkanovski. Stylistically, Wrestling, it matches up well for Volkanovski, but it's not yes, an easy it does. fight. It's not an easy fight. No, no, it's, it's definitely not an easy fight, but it does match up very well for him. Yeah. I think all aspects of this fight, he's, he's got to be careful he don't get hit by Korean Zombie. That's what he's got to be careful, but... The speed of Volk, the reach of Volk, the the wrestling of Volk, the leg kicks of Volk, all of those things because Korean Zombie just walks at you like a fucking zombie and just kind of <laughs> keeps his hands here. And he's, you know, he's good. He's tough. He's got a great chin. He's a dog. But stylistically, I think he matches. This is the best fight for Volkanovski. You think they're doing him a favor by take, giving him this one? Like, hey, some Max dropped off. I, I, I look at it and say, you know, they they had a choice. I, I didn't think Yair was a real choice coming off of a loss. I'm sorry, even though he had a great, mm-hmm. you know, great showing against Max, but it's a loss. So that makes it to where, well, that's gone. You know, Brian Ortega is obviously not, you know, part of the equation right now. So mm-hmm. you take a look at it could have been Emmett. That would have kind of made sense. He's coming off of a win, you know, coming off of his injury and stuff like that. Possibility, the wrestling wise, maybe, you know, Volk looks at that and goes, why am I going to go with a guy that's got really good wrestling and power in his hands when I can go with a guy like Zombie who's got decent wrestling, power in his hands, but he comes straight at me. So if you, I know where he's going to be, and I know where I can take advantage of it. So I look at you know, If you're Volkanovski and you're the champ, your job is to say, that's the guy I want to fight. It's okay. You know, it's, he, didn't, he didn't pick his opponent. His opponent was Max. Max had to pull out. So he's got this list, and you know, I thought it was uh, I think Jason uh, House, the manager for Zombie, was the first one on the thing saying, you know, you need to fight the Korean Zombie. He said, yeah, that sounds good to me. I, I don't blame him. Yeah, I caught a lot of. I would say we caught a lot of flack because um, I was I, actually more so probably me because I was I was pitching a little bit for the Yair thing. Like, hey, it kind of I could see it happening. You said no, it couldn't happen, but then everyone went and said, well. You know, Corey Sanhagen got to fight uh, for the title. Yeah, but that was the interim title. Yeah, it's it's not the it's not it wasn't he wasn't catapulted into fighting for the undisputed title. He was fighting uh, Peter Yawn for the for the uh, for the interim belt. Yeah, and so that that was two people that were basically coming off both coming losses. off losses. Yeah, if you both look coming at off it. losses. Yeah, but both of them were ranked number one and number two. So if you're two best guys, whatever it is, they deserve to fight for that belt. Yeah. Number one, and number three, I think is what Sanhagen's three because he lost to TJ. So when you're talking about that, like it made sense. TJ was out. Well, Sanhagen and and Peter Yon, it made sense for them to fight for the interim belt. They're not the actual undisputed title uh, champ. So that's why. 
this would be for the actual title to fight Volkanovsky. So the Yair thing didn't make as much sense as I would like to have made it out to be. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else you got? For There's you another one that they came out with that I'm really looking forward to. Oh. This is the fight I've said. Forever this fight should have been happening. This has got everything uh. that you could want. Colby Covington versus Street Jesus. Come on. Masvidal versus Jesus Covington. or Judah? Yeah, Street Judah. Street G- yeah, it is Street it, Judah. It's, yeah. he's a, he's, you know what? That beard, he's got a good looking man. He's <laughs> <laughs> got that. Yo, man, I love me some Masvidal, man. He's a good dude, man. I love watching him fight. He's a gamer, and I love I love the persona and his the way he carries himself into the cage. And, and I ain't got nothing against Colby, man. I like actually his stick as well. It's a stick. You guys, if you yep. guys don't believe me, it's you guys are fooled. All right, everyone's been around him and been like, yo, it's a shtick, you know. And you see the way he was after the Usman fight. He came up and said, hey, man, you know, like the things I said, this and that, blah blah blah. All about like, selling. Just trying to make just just trying to make that money. Yep. Smart man. Smart man, you know, at the end of the day, fighting's not going to last forever. You got another 40, 50 years after you're done fighting if you fight till you're 40. Think about that. All right, so you got to make that money as much as you possibly can at the prime of your career. And he's doing that. He's doing the best he can. He's not champ yet or whatever, but, you know, he's doing the best he can. He was the interim champ, wasn't he? Yeah. He was the interim champ, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah, he was the interim champ. But this fight right here makes a lot of sense. Yeah. They got bad bud. They got a little beef. And used I think to be roommates. Shake it. Come on. Yeah, you think you're gonna see you're gonna see them shake it out. I think you're gonna see them shake it out at the end. After they're done with this fight, I think you're gonna see the two of them shake it out. Unless, unless it's a barn burner. If it's a barn burner back and forth, watch for them both to talk shit at the end so they get an automatic rematch and they need to make double the money. Just watch. I'm calling it now, John. But I, I don't know if it's gonna be a barn burner, man. I think Colby Covington, the amount of wrestling and the cardio and the way he pushes the pace, Masvidal is someone who needs to slow the fight down. Let the fight develop in front of him. Pick and choose his shots. Throw those nasty body kicks and head kicks. And he just puts it together with his boxing and his kicks. Kobe's going to have a hard time. But I think if Kobe keeps pressing that pace, he's got to be very careful getting knocked out. Dipping his head. Throwing that lazy jab the way he does. Kobe does. Because Usman is, or not Usman, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Mazadal is on point with that uppercut and those kicks and those knees, man. John, this is a fun fight, though. I can't wait for the presser. No, this is this is gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun all the way up to it. I, I can't wait to hear what Colby has to say, and I cannot wait to hear what Masvidal has to say because he's gonna be talking about you know he's gonna baptize him, and that's the way it should be. <laughs> They're also saying they're the holy water. He's yeah. gonna bring the holy water. Just start spraying it all over. Him. <laughs> What's that, Dave? The the report or the rumor? I'd say the report, but it's that this is gonna headline two seven two, which doesn't currently have um, a main event. Um, they you know they bumped Jan and yeah they bumped and, Jan and Sterling to two seventy three behind Volkanovski and yep. the zombie. Is this yep. a pay per view? It's not a title shot. Yeah, this is a pay per view, and this is a okay. main. This is this is what they're saying is the main event fight. I read it somewhere that they said it's a main event fight. ESPN is not reporting it as a main event fight, but they're they're not reporting it as not the main event fight either. So. Well, if it's the main event, I mean, that means there won't be title fights because the title fight's always the main yeah. event. So there must not be another title fight. They must have another fight they're thinking about putting together. It's going to be hard for. I don't. Fight. I don't see. I don't see this being the main event if it's a pay per view. They have too many title fights that they have to do, and you don't have that many opportunities. But well, they get those yeah. two. They get the two title fights on on the um. You know the two seventy three bantamweight, mm-hmm. and then they've also they've got Izzy coming up. They've got the heavyweights this month. I mean. You kind of, and then you get you know Usman just fought and um, lightweights, you know 
What do you mean Usman just fought? He fought the man you're looking at right there in yeah, Colby like, Covington. Like a month what the ago? the hell? Like a month? And it could be. He, <laughs> Wasn't yeah, a, month a month ago. It feels yeah, it like it like was. like in October. <laughs> what, wasn't it December? This was is why not? we have so much frustration with you. Oh, my God. You've been watching the <laughs> WWE, haven't you? Yeah. Wasn't yeah. it December? Oh, come on, man. Look so it up, it? It dude. December? I want oh, you to look on. it up and see because it's just embarrassing. All right, all right. Maybe it's December. If no. it's, the, it's November, so it wasn't that <laughs> it was far November. away. Okay, That's okay. why I said I knew it was November. So. Uh, <laughs> That's why I said no, November. Oh, it was Juliana Pena that won the last month. That's right. Yeah. yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Right. Damn, you think Colby Covington and Juliana Pena look alike. You are wow. a sick bastard. Explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Explains a lot. Oh, man. All right, what else you got for us? Uh, so that's going to wrap us up for news on that one, um, and that's going to wrap up this this week's show. That's going to wrap show. up the whole Damn. show that you brought for us? That's it? That's all you got, my friend? All right, well, hey, make sure you guys go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Wayne in. Use our promo code and still, and then also post a picture of you wearing our shirts. We have a plethora of colors to choose from. Look at you all with the big the, words, plethora. The big words. I know. I used to use that word back in the day, but then I'm like, You know where you first heard that? It. You. Really? Damn. Was it you? Was it you? I think it was you. It might have been me, but Bruce Beck. I got it from Bruce Beck. Bruce Beck used to be the the uh, yeah, not the first announcer. Definitely not the first announcer. That was Bill Wallace. He was horrible. But the first good play-by-play guy in the UFC was Bruce Beck, and he worked with Jeff Blatnick. Bruce Beck still works at, in New York at uh, NBC. He's fantastic, and he always used to say plethora. I love that. Really? Part. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm gonna have to one day. Hopefully, I'll run into this. Bruce Beck guy. Be like, hey, plethora to you. My He's friend. great, man. Plethora. Great guy. Um, yeah, so pick out one of our shirts. Make sure you guys post a, a picture of you guys wearing it. We will retweet, repost it. And also go to our audio platforms. They've been skyrocketing lately. We want to thank you guys so much for listening to us. I know that we've slowed down on the YouTube section in terms of how many we're gaining every week. But guess what? We're gaining them almost double on the uh, audio platforms. I think people are having to go back to work. So they're listening to us in the car, which I've recommended before several times. Well, that way they don't have to see us. It's even better. Yeah. I'm very, <laughs> very well played by, by the way, you guys, because today I look like shit anyways, but Hey, make sure you guys hit the subscribe button. Spotify, iTunes are the two major platforms that uh, a lot of people seem to be listening to us on, but we're also available on Stitcher, iTunes, or iTunes, SoundCloud, Google play, all of those as well. So make sure you guys, Hit that subscribe button. I want to thank you guys. Go to our Wayne in Extras as well. We do Wayne Interjection, which is a special show only for that channel. Hit that subscribe button there and the notifications bell. I want to thank you. I just said a whole lot. There's a lot you of subscribing did. going on. Make sure you guys subscribe because there's a lot of subscribing going on. But, John, go ahead and take us off, buddy. Hey, I just want to say thank you very much to the king of cringe, Mr. Triple C, Henry Cejudo, <laughs> for coming on with us. To everyone out there, have a good time. Be safe. Be kind to everyone else. And we will see you.